0: I did a 45 minute walk and I did my lift and I'm walking out at ten fifteen just fucking energized and on a high and also so impressed with every male and female in there working out, no matter what time it was. I think a lot of people are so stuck in that overnight quick
1: fix type of Mm -hmm. a mentality. But if you don't change your lifestyle to something that you can do that's sustainable every single day, you will never maintain your weight loss. It will not happen overnight. Consistency is key. If you put in the work, you will get the results.
0: That gym was full, man. There's people chasing their fucking dreams. I love it. It was awesome, dude. and, And that part for mental health for me too, like that also lifts me up because I see other people doing it. What is up, everybody? We're back with another episode of Determined Society. I am your host, Sean French. And once again, I have with me a high-level guest, Dr. Ricky Brown. He's the founder of Brown Plastic Surgery. He's a double board certified in general surgery, plastic surgeon, And trauma and critical care. He's a breast and body specialist. He's been married to his wonderful wife for 17 years, and he has two handsome twin boys that are 13 years old. Ricky Brown, man, welcome to the show, dude. Thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate it. All the accolades. Check it out. Dude, it's you, man. It's your story. You wrote it. You must have been in school since you were five.
1: (laughs) I jokingly tell people
0: I'm in 30th grade. (laughs) <laughs> if you add it all together i think that's 30th grade i sometimes my wife asks me she goes how fucking old are you and i go i think 30 <laughs> and i'm actually almost i'm bored like in two months i turned 45 so it's a real big knock on me it's almost 15 it's a 15 year gap you want to talk From- scary i'm turning <laughs> 53 this year no shit man yeah. you look good dude thanks bro fucking lean fucking happy out old there heavy killing it still putting all the 25 year olds to shame at the gym Dude, it's funny. I'm finally getting back in this shape where I can really push some weight and have some damn endurance to me. Yeah. And I'll look around, I'll see these 20 year olds. These are the motherfuckers that walk around and their only job is to look good. These are the look gooders. (laughs) Like I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, like you, do you go to class? Like, what are you doing with your life? Because like they'll have their, their meal prep in their bags and shit. And I'm like, man, come on, dude. Like, I'm dude, it's crazy. We like
1: we, uh, I had a total hip replacement five months ago and this morning, like, you know, I'm holding back. We were maxing mm-hmm. this week cause we've been doing some strength stuff for the past six weeks. So we're maxing our deadlifts, front squats and strict press or push press. Mm-hmm. And I pulled like four Oh five on Monday for my deadlift. And you know, I'm like, my max is 500 mm-hmm. and that was last year, this time. Uh-huh. And this morning I think our front squad at 255 and uh, which one wraps or whatever, but still
0: like I'm looking around and people are like PRing at 255 and I'm like, yeah, I'm holding back. I'm holding back motherfuckers. This isn't even me. <laughs> no, dude, it's cool. I I saw that you, one of your um favorite modalities is, is what CrossFit and you just got into jujitsu about a year ago, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: CrossFit. I found CrossFit shortly after I got out of training. I was, obese i was like Mm -hmm. 200 pounds and so i kind of just started running and and losing weight on my own but then i got so lean i had no muscle mass and -hmm. a buddy of mine who was a crossfit coach is like are you ready to get physically fit he's like you should come by and check out crossfit so i went and checked it out and immediately fell in love with it the concept of i love lifting weights Mm -hmm. but also like cardio So those two things grabbed me because you could kind of do both at the same time. And I know that CrossFit is kind of a bad word for a lot of people, but for me, for 13 years now, or 10 years, I've been doing it 10 years. I love it. But I do some hiking. I do some
0: CrossFit. and just started Jiu-Jitsu a year ago. You know, I think CrossFit, uh i don't think crossfit has a bad name i think when it first came out all those people that were doing crossfit you know it was just it was really douchebaggy right they're like well i'm I'm crossfit like all these motherfuckers the only thing they talked about was crossfit yep to anybody and they they would bring their little their little little rings and try to hang on trees (laughs) i no joke my my former brother-in-law would literally bring his rings to family gatherings and say hey guys watch watch this and he would do like the gymnast pose out there i'm like i'm never doing crossfit if that's the shit i'm gonna see because like why do you have it here it's fucking easter yeah like what like, do you just stop just come on man yeah, I, get it. I mean it's I get it's it. not like that I, yeah. I feel like if people
1: find the right gym yeah it's such great high intensity training and i think mm-hmm. i have stepped back and i only do it a few times a week whereas i used to do it four or five days a week and now i do it three times a week i do jujitsu several days a week and i hike mm-hmm. now and again And mixing it up has been just great for me to find my body's not hurting. I get enough CrossFit Mm -hmm. and enjoyment out of that. But then I get to try some other things like jujitsu that is really
0: intriguing and fun. Dude, it's awesome, man. Um, You know, being so busy like yourself, you know, plastic surgeon, um, husband, father, and still, you know, dedicating the time to put in for yourself. I wanted to get, I want to get into that a little bit. But then I want to dive deep into um, kind of how I found you. And, you know, where I started engaging in your content and it just really, I, I really love it, to be quite honest with you. You know, I'm in medical as well. Yeah, um, and I appreciate that, dude. Well, yeah, you know, I'm just not some jackass on social that's looking <laughs> at, you know, like, oh, like look at this cool stuff. Like, no, nah, man, like my favorite cases to be in have always been in plastic surgery. Like always, always, always. The, yeah. the most boring is the general um, you know, it's like, okay, if I see another fucking cholesterol, me I'm gonna stab my goddamn eyes out. <laughs> this is fucking boring, right? I hear you. But um, but no, dude. So you're a busy guy. And in a part of my show and, and the guests I have on, you know, they're they're not they're not, you know, not busy, right? But they always take care of themselves and they find ways to really give back to themselves. And I think the biggest problem with people in America right now is everybody's looking for the fucking excuse yep. to not, you know, run the mile, not lift the weights, not take care of themselves. Give, give the audience a little bit about that journey, because as you said, you were overweight and you had to prioritize, right? And you had to, you had to find a way to get fit and get healthy for not just yourself, but your family. Yeah. I think you have
1: to figure out your why and your purpose. And what became very apparent to me was my wife was pregnant with our twin boys and I was overweight. And I looked down the road at not being able to do physical things with them Mm. that i wanted to do number one number two just personally not feeling good in my body and i'd never been that way at all i ran five marathons when i was in residency and i Mm. somehow stayed active but i wasn't lifting weights and towards the end i got really heavy and i think for me i just decided that i'm not living this way anymore so that was number one number two i think what a lot of people don't realize is The mental health that I get from exercise is far more than the physical benefits Mm -hmm. that I'm getting. While that is really important and living in a healthy body is very important, what's Mm -hmm. really important too is that it just clears my mind, the endorphin rush, the hitting a PR at whatever age you're at, pushing yourself to limits you've never done before. It's so much
0: about mental health as well. And that's been huge for me. You know, man, I, I can speak to that. And and it's always a ramp up, right? So when you first start, if you've been stagnant, you know, after day like day one in the gym, like you bend over, your gut's hanging over your fucking underwear and your underwear flaps over. It's it's the most awful feeling in the world. And there's people listening right now, like either they're there right now. Well, if you're there right now, you picked a good episode to listen to. Nope. Um, listen to all the other ones too. Um uh, or you're out, you're coming out of that, or you've been out of that for a very long time. The mental health aspect and feeling good about yourself in your own body is something as a sliding scale, in my opinion, like week one or week two, you're feeling great, you're not seeing much difference in pictures or progress pics or anything like that. But you know, you start you know, you lose weight from here down, right? And you start to really feel better in your clothing you start to walk a little higher there's something psychologically that goes on there that i think people a lot of times give up too soon because they can't see that finished product yet and what they don't realize is it's like dude it didn't take you you know three weeks to get here you fucking think it's going to take you three weeks to fix it like we're talking about decades sometimes right ricky like these like for myself my most recent journey like I fell back hard over the last year or two and I've had to refocus it. Right. So that my dogs are going crazy. They just have to be in the podcast. Can you hear them? I love that. Stop, stop barking. <laughs> but the, the funny thing is like, Hercules, you know, what, be quiet, dude. And they're like these little, like a, a fucking shih tzu and a mini labradoodle. <laughs> and I don't know what they're doing back there. If they're barking at the wind or the pool ripples, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but uh, they think they're tough. But you know, I, I have to check myself at times, right? It's like, man this is going slow i'm like wait a second this has been like the last year and a half i haven't really been dedicated to my nutrition yeah and you hit it
1: man like i i think a lot of people are so stuck in that overnight quick fix type of Mm -hmm. a mentality where they pick these weird fad diets that aren't sustainable long term and that that's what drives me crazy like when we say that diets don't work yes you can lose weight on a fad diet you can absolutely do that But if you don't change your lifestyle to something that you can do that's sustainable every single day you will never maintain your weight loss and so Mm -hmm. what people have to realize like you said man i've been i've been working out most of my whole life but the past 10 years i have not stopped and my body didn't just change overnight but I did mm-hmm. start to see change after two to three months of consistency and, sure. and I, enjoy, I enjoy working out. A lot of people don't. You probably do too. Like I enjoy the endorphin rush. I enjoy sweating yeah. and I enjoy being on the floor and I can't breathe at times, you know, just from going so hard. Yeah. I don't want to do that every day, but people just need to understand that it will not happen overnight. Consistency is key. If you put in the work, you will get the results.
0: You know, I was in the, I had to get a late workout in last night, got done with work. It was a long day in the field and it was just like, I felt like I was getting my fucking teeth kicked in everywhere Yeah, and, uh, I had to be out there early. So my morning workout routine, plus getting the kids ready, I was like, okay, this, something's going to have to give, I'm going to have to go to the gym tonight. So I didn't get there till like eight thirty in the evening. And I did a 45 minute walk and I did my, my lift and I'm walking out at 10, 15, just fucking energized and on a high and also so impressed with every male and female in there, like, you know, working out no matter what time it was. Yeah, Like th- that gym was full, man. There's people chasing their fucking dreams. I love it, it was awesome, dude. It, and, and that part for mental health for me too, like that also lifts me up because I see other people doing it. Right. And to me, I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, Ricky. I was like, man, this is really hard right now. Like it's I looked at my watch at one point, I'm like, fuck, it's nine forty five. Yeah. I'm not gonna see my wife. Like she's gonna be out cold. I'm sure the four year old's gonna run in the bedroom. So I'm gonna be stuck on the couch tonight. I guess I'll binge watch Suits, right? Like oh whatever. my God, my but,
1: wife and I are watching that show. I'm, I'm obsessed. obsessed.
0: Dude, I'm obsessed. Is this the first time you watched it? Yes, we're on like season six. We've
1: power watched yeah. it over
0: like the past month. So fucking good, dude. I this just is got, to where got out of prison. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so cool, man. It's such a good show. But I was like, okay, fuck it. I'll just do it. But you know, I, I didn't get to bed until like two and I was up at six back in the gym. And for me, it was okay because like, I had that high when I went to bed like when I got done at night and then I knew today was gonna to be a little rough because I was gonna have a lack of sleep, but the benefit of the endorphin rush and the mental health just to know that just not like my body's working better but to also know that that fucking discipline man yeah that discipline is there again it's you know it's that that mental toughness or whatever buzzword anybody wants to use but the the bottom line is I'm not coming off of what I said I'm gonna do whereas. A lot of times, not not a lot of times, but there's times in my life where I have, and I think everybody has been there. Oh but yeah, it just takes I, that one decision. I think it's important for people to realize that you're not going to be perfect either. Like you're going to have no.
1: times where you slip up with your meal plan, or you're going to have times mm-hmm. where you're not able to get a few workouts in like you have been. And that whole, you know, I can't stand. I'm going to start back on Monday. Oh, no, nah, fuck no. That. You're going to start back like tomorrow. That's yeah, okay. or that the next split. meal. Yeah. Start yeah. back tomorrow. Don't wait till Monday. It's like, don't screw the pooch for the next four yeah. days just because it has to start on a Monday. Like no one's perfect, man. Like That's I recently out, slipped dude. off the wagon, kind of been eating more sugar than I should mm-hmm. and wasn't feeling good. And then I redialed it in. And literally after two weeks of dialing it in, I was like, I'm back. I feel great. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think a lot of people too, and, and they, they say Monday because it gives them more time to fuck up. Yeah. You know, that's all it is. It's like, okay, I'm going to take some heat off of myself and I'm just going to wait till Monday when the reality is, is like, you know, we, we had pizza night on Sunday night, right? Pizza it. night used to look a lot different in this household. Okay. <laughs> in my my standpoint, I used to get these jets pizzas and I would have like four of the fucking corners. Wow. Right. You're talking probably like 1500 calories just in pizza, maybe more, you know, now, you know, we had, my kids had pizza and I had one or two, I had two pieces. Yeah. I was like, fine. And then, you know, before I went to bed, I had my protein shake and I was good. Yeah. I'm not depriving myself because I think the the biggest problem with fitness and nutrition is that on social media, people are sold a bill of goods that they have to be 100% perfect in everything that they do in order to look like that airbrushed version or that edited version of that model on Instagram, male or female, doesn't matter. It's all bullshit, right? Totally. Um, And then you see them in fucking person. You're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You're not even the same person. So, you know, but. But the, the awareness to know that like, okay, if I have two pieces of pizza, I'm not a bad person. I just need to get back on it the next meal, yep. not wait till Monday, like literally the next meal. There's no sense in guilting yourself to a point where you make this a miserable experience. And I think that's where a lot of people are, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the people cut too much out at one time too when they're mm-hmm. trying to get started, right? So like if they're having five sodas a day and they're eating kind of crap, they're like, oh, I'm going to cut this out and cut this out and cut this out. And then all of a sudden, they're like, this sucks. I can't do it. I tell people like, look, if you drink five sodas a day, just start with maybe drinking two a day. Do that for a couple of weeks. Do Keep they lose like the five pounds? Too. And then maybe like two weeks down the road, you go, all right, I'm going to cut McDonald's runs out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you slowly cut out a few things over time and then slowly the caloric intake is less and less and you're creating mm-hmm. a calorie deficit and you're good to go. So I think people yeah. jump in like they have to make it this miserable experience. And then that's why I think a lot of people fail is they they get this deprivation attitude. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I've got to cut all this crap out. Well, yeah, ultimately you might have to, but do it slowly, like wean
0: yourself so it's doable. They yeah, don't go from fucking zero to a hundred. Like, yeah. That's why like people- I mean, I've been there guilty as charged. I mean, for those of you to listen, I'm not preaching to the choir. I am preaching to the choir here, like, or whatever the fucking saying is. I'll be, there was moments where I would sit in bed at night and I would be in so much pain. I was so hungry and I would go to sleep. Yep. I don't think that's healthy either. Like I sit there and say like, I've starved myself all day and you know, I'm staying at 1500 calories. Like dude, my daughter's like recommended calorie intake is 1500. I'm a grown ass man. I'm a whole fucking man, dude. Like, no, 23 to 2,500 calories. Dude, well, a lot of people
1: like, calorie restrict way too much. And they don't oh, realize dude. that if you restrict too much, your body holds on to everything you give it and you can't lose weight. So there's yep. that
0: point too, where I think people it, miss fucks the it up. Yeah, how to eat to lose. But I want to, I want to get into it, man. Like, you know, I, I love where this conversation's going. You and I are cut from the same cloth here. I, I love plastic surgery, man. And I think one of the things, my friend Gia McCool. Yeah. And, and, you know, she's the one that told me like, Hey, you got to follow, you know, Rick Brown on social media. You got to have him on your show. And this was like a year ago. This was a year ago. I was like, all right, absolutely. And I look at your content. I'm like, fuck man, this is some good shit. Right. <laughs> this is some really, cause I mean, low key, like obsessed with the show Nip Tuck back in the day. Oh yeah. Loved so it. fun. Yeah, Richen, it's such a great show. The best. Oh dude. It's such a great show. So, you know, I wanted to watch your stuff and I'm like, okay, cool. This is great content, but I I really wanted to see what more, more you were about. Right. And what kind of information you're giving. And I was always so impressed. And then when you, when you threw the momentum uh, fucking video up, I'm like, I'm like, I got to comment on this one, dude. I I got (laughs) to connect with this guy right here because it was, it was just something so satisfying about it. Just like, that's the only thing about general surgery that I loved was when they were cutting, resecting that, that part. I was like, dude, it's like, oh, this is like my fidget spinner
1: oh Oh, man
0: but um but no dude i i think one of the one of the things and you know for those that are listening that don't know you uh big social media brand like unbelievable page great content great information um but dude the one thing that hit me really hard was the kardashian one you did oh yeah holy fuck dude crazy right Dude, the fact that like you said, you 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 literally took their faces now, and then like chipped away the work to their o- old faces. So I'm like, oh my god, there's hope for me. Yeah. So
1: th- that was <laughs> another guy's
0: video who did that, and I do edited uh-huh.
1: it because it was so okay. compelling to me. You know, this is one of the issues with plastic shorty too. Is the world sees us as these Hollywood surgeons and we're all doing this mm-hmm. absurd stuff to people. And that's just not the reality of what we do for a living. We mm-hmm. don't see people like that and do those things to them. There are always going to be bad eggs in the bunch that do that stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, for all by and large, I'm just taking care of regular people who have regular things. They don't like that we're trying to make improved and send them on their way. But mm-hmm. that video was really cool <laughs> because it was interesting to see that people with, you know, undis with disposable income,
0: what they can do. And I mean, they all pretty much look really different. we No, not like, like pretty much like, I'm sorry if she were sitting right here. I'd be like, Kim girl, sorry, man. Yeah, Like <laughs> it, you ain't the same. Yeah. You know? and I mean,
1: some's it, good and some's bad, right? Like, I mean, yeah. Kendall, Kylie, Kylie looks mm-hmm. amazing.
0: I mean, yeah. Chloe is like, Chloe. to me, the biggest change dude it was funny because i was sitting there one day and i was like looking i was like wait a second is chloe the hot one now like what the fuck happened it's yeah. crazy her transformation always, is insane i've always been very contradictory to the which ones i thought was the uh the best looking one i was always a courtney fan
1: yeah i courtney's <laughs> definitely i mean they're all pretty girls they yeah. really are uh, kendall is i think the most naturally beautiful yeah. probably mm-hmm. the yeah. supermodel But um, but they all, you know, they get so much crap and it's, it's fine. Like
0: that comes with the territory of being who they are, but Mm. whatever. You ain't lying there, dude. You're in that public eye. You know, people are going to come at you. It doesn't matter. you get crushed. It's probably going to be us one day. Oh, yeah. We we might be getting crushed one day. They'll they'll probably use this video against us. (laughs) (laughs) When we become billionaires, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out what my uh, billionaire (laughs) idea is going to be. Let me in on it, man. Like I, I'm down. Let's go be billionaires together. Let's, let's make something. something. Like invent, yeah. Like a, like a new, like a new implant. So, did you like,
1: see what I put on my stories about a week or two ago? That I asked uh, people if you, if you were a billionaire, undispos- indisposable income, like all the money in the world, like what, what would be your one thing you would do to better the planet? Like, what I would didn't be see that journey? one.
0: What were some of the responses? What was? Oh, what would me? Oh, god. Oh, dude, that's a great fucking question. Like no, that's what I
1: said. Like after you buy the cars and you have the house and all the stuff that you have too much of that you'll never enjoy like you think you will anyway, and pay all the bills, when it's all left, like is there a passion you have or like, man, I would want to do
0: blah for the planet? You know, I'm I'm big into baseball. Like I'm a baseball guy. So I would want to do something for inner city or, you know, international athletes that don't have baseballs that don't have anything or, or even spin off into, you know, um, youth outreach that are experimenting with drugs and don't really understand what's, what it's laced with nowadays with yeah. fentanyl and, and all that kind of shit. Like I'm, I'm always moved to the service acts with the youth. Like for me, that's, I would do something with, with teens for sure. I agree. And
1: I was very <laughs> overwhelmed at all of the DMs and messages that people sent me most were centered around what they would do for other people before they did something for themselves which yeah. i thought was like faith in humanity like people were and even if it was like i would build pet shelters and i would rescue horses and i would build this for homeless people yeah. and i was getting all kinds of really cool crazy stuff from people that i think were being very genuine about you know i would set my family up i would make sure all my family was taken care of and then i would go save horses and build a farm like it was really cool and it was really intriguing to hear people say that because I always say that I think one of the coolest things about being filthy rich would be to write million dollar checks and to build things to help people. Like yeah. it would be so
0: cool to stroke checks like that and just do so much good for the people around us. Man, you know you know now that you're talking about it. It would be really cool cuz I know how hard this podcast, I know how hard the social media grind is and we can talk about the social media grind because it's one of your talking points. Um but You know, I look I look at it and I'm like, man, what would I give to have a billion dollars so I could find that male or female that is so good at what they do, but nobody knows who they are. Yeah. And just go here because nobody did it for me. Right. Well, what do you what do you want? Do you want what do you want out of it? Nothing. No, nothing nothing in return. Here, go build your fucking studio, go build your office building. What do you need? What do you want to do? Right, Oh, I want to travel and get on stage. I want to pay to be on so and so's podcast. here, go, yeah like, whatever you want to do. Like I just think you know restoring faith in humanity, I think that's a really genius uh story. Uh, I might even steal it. I'm just <laughs> gonna let you know because I want to know where hey, I want to know what my audience is thinking, right? because <clears throat> the last three years, we haven't seen a whole lot of great shit from you know people around us i mean to be quite honest like we have seen some hate we have seen some bullshit yeah so it's nice when you know we can be re-centered back to the core of who we really are at the heart of america which is we are good people and we want people to be okay totally
1: you know i mean if everyone could have everything they wanted i'd be so so happy i know that's not realistic in society but just for people to live healthy happy lives and everyone to be able to be appreciated and feel loved and to be able to create that would be amazing.
0: You know, it's funny because on one of my last shows, my buddy Nick Connor was on. We talked about it. if people, if more people are out there chasing their dreams, eating healthy, working out, you know, chasing their, the business of their dreams, how much less crime would there be? Yeah. I mean, really think about that, man. If there was more people chasing something bigger to help the world, like we wouldn't have the sex trafficking. We wouldn't have all this other bullshit that's going on. Yeah. People are just too fucking bored, dude. I hope so.
1: I'll say, you know, I just I think people need to want to do better for themselves. And the problem is so many people were born without the resources that some of us have had the look. Yeah. And then some people were born without those resources and are wildly successful too. So a lot of it's the individual, right? The attitude, the not not playing the story of the victim in your mind sometimes mm-hmm. and turning whatever victimless life you've had into a success. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's face it. There are people who are just born into such horrific situations that they're never going to have a chance. Those are the people that I'd want to give a chance to. Yeah. Those,
0: those young children that don't have a choice, man. No clue. They're just sitting there. The cycle wasn't broken before them. Yep. And they're just in this fuck situation. Totally. And you know, if you don't help them, they're going to sit there and they're going to be that adult that they're, you know, witnessing right now. Yep. That's the thing that scares me, man. And you know, like when we, my wife and I always talk, you know. She always says, these children didn't ask to be here. We brought them into the world. It's our job to make sure that we give them everything they need to be great adults. Yep, Man, being a parent's hard, man. And imagine you know? not being able to do
1: that for your kid. Those are the checks I want to write. Yeah. I mean, we do. Yeah. We do things to help people at the level we're at now that we can. Mm-hmm. But I just, man, if, if I was a billionaire or multimillionaire, it would be It'd fun be on. to stroke some of those big checks.
0: Where's the first place you would go to find find a place to uh, stroke a check? What country? Um, to do good.
1: Yeah, USA. Okay. We gotta take care of our country, man. You're damn right. And I, I, I the, think everyone deserves question. to be taken care of, but I think we mm-hmm. need to focus more in America on taking
0: care of Americans. There's not enough yeah, focus bro. on that. Yeah, bro. I, I've never seen. It's just so funny. Like, everybody hates each other. You know, it, it doesn't matter. I, I've never seen it before. And it just—it started what three, four years ago. Yeah, you—it's—it's it's almost like you can't do anything right by the other person. I think
1: the you system know? is pitting us all against each other. You know, Andy yeah. talks about it all the time. Yeah, but we both love Andy. Yeah, and and I—I I really, <clears throat> the guy speaks so much freaking truth, and that's why mm-hmm. I love him. And sometimes when I post his stuff, people are like, ah he's a racist, he's a this, he's a that. I'm like, no, he's not. Like, you don't know him. Come on. That's like the biggest fucking cop out. Yeah. The guy is right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Speaks a lot of truth. He's far from a racist. Yeah. No. I mean, like, fucking, like, far from a bigot, far from a racist. The furthest from anything that people can say derogatory about him. The thing about Andy that pisses people off is he makes sense. He's right. And it fucking pisses them off. Yeah.
1: And he's right. He says in his podcast all the time, like I called this three years ago and, and mm-hmm. he's right. I mean, yeah, he is right on so many levels. And I, that's
0: why I love listening to him talk because he is so right. Yeah. I love his brand. I, I, I mean, I love first form, you know, we were talking about it the other day on, you know, messaging back and forth. Yeah. Like, we got it. We got to get out to summer smash next year. Definitely. Like, I'm going to be there for sure. Like, we got to find a way to get your ass out there. Yeah, I want to meet those guys because I know a couple people who are first form athletes, and mm-hmm. um, I would love to go
1: out and meet those guys. I I messaged with Sal now and again. You know, his wife oh, is yeah? a nurse injector. Oh, and cool. Back during COVID, I messaged a couple times, and he actually answered. And I was like, "Wow, this guy's awesome!" You know, ba- baseball player. So I love baseball. Mm-hmm. I played baseball just like you, and um, just such a good dude, man. Yeah, and it's just yeah. nice to have conversations with him about stuff. I'm thinking
0: about doing Arte. I've been thinking about that for a very long time. Yeah. You might have to talk offline about that. For one sure. Because I, I, I've really thought about it because they do so many cool events in person. Yeah. To where, you know, you can meet all these people, you know, and, and be influenced by them and, and really just pour into each other because, you know, imagine, you know, 500 men and women just like us that want to do good in the fucking world in one goddamn dang room. Love it. And Ed Milet. That's pretty cool. What a guy. Oh, dude, Ed Mylett. He's the man. That guy, that guy's awesome. He is that guy. That guy is uh, is genuine as they come. Totally, you know. So I messaged
1: him like four years ago. I was like, "I'm gonna be on your podcast one day," so I got to figure out how to make that happen. What? What he, did he say? Something? He didn't respond to that. But I will tell you, um, I messaged him once about something. And he messaged me back mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, that couldn't have been him. And I like, I was like, well, if that's you, I really appreciate it, man. And he voice messaged me back. You know, that deep voice Yeah, it really is me, brother.
0: You got a voice message. I got a voice message one time too. It was really fucking cool. I was asking him to be on my show and he's like, Hey brother, I got something that you're really going to love. Here it is. And, and I was like waiting for it. And then it was a link to his book. Like, oh, come on, Ed. Still waiting on that. Yes. Well, there's still, still waiting dude, on that. those guys are probably hit up so
1: hard yep. for that yep. stuff that I'm like, yeah. why would they have me on their show? I don't
0: know. No, there's, there's like, there's like, it was just for me to have my mind, but I think there's like a, an underground, like, you know, PR specialist that you oh, probably yeah. need to get with in order to, to truly be considered. And, you know, but dude, no, no doubt. I, I I'm sure you'll be on a show one day. Yeah. I mean, brother, how, Let's talk about, let's talk about your brand a little bit. Okay. I mean, yeah. I know, um, you know, plastic surgeon, double, you know, board certified, all that kind of good stuff. But when you started making your content for social media, what was the ramp up like for you? Um, as far as making the content, seeing that it was hitting people and sticking and then your growth, what did that look like to you? So it's
1: changed tremendously over time. Um, early on on in Instagram, I know what the hell I was doing. I had a YouTube mm-hmm. page back in like, I don't know, 2010 or something or earlier. And I never did anything with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and Instagram, I wasn't really doing much with that either. And then I had to have back surgery in 16, 2016. And that's when I started paying attention to other people's stuff. And I was like, man, I really need to start getting, getting on this. I had someone in my office who was just posting like quotes and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So I took that over and started posting and that's when it was all still posts. And I, you know, I kind of built sort of, and then what happened is when, when TikTok came along and short form video hit, mm-hmm. that is so much more my jam. I really enjoy putting together videos and telling stories. So I bailed on Instagram because I was so in, frustrated by the lack of growth there and started posting videos on TikTok and grew that account to over 7 million. And then I realized oh, like, shit. oh man, yeah, I'm like 7.8 million there. But at the time that I got on there in 2019, we could show surgery. And we could teach about a tummy tuck and here's how you sew the muscles together and people were just intrigued and fascinated by that content and now they've totally taken gra- graphic content off the, of the mm-hmm. table so i can't show that stuff so my page really slowed down tremendously a couple of years ago but just being able to tell those stories and my whole goal with social media was to show people what i do for a living be authentic and real entertain mm-hmm. them a little bit Show them my life at home with my kids like I'm a regular guy Mm -hmm. and just let that do its job. And so slowly over time, my content's just evolved into this more educational type of videos and things like that. And I'm still, believe it or not, you'd laugh when I tell you this, I don't love what I'm posting sometimes right now. I'm like, I really could be posting more of this. I should be doing Mm -hmm. more nutrition. I should be showing more of me in the gym and talking about health and wellness. Like, I'm constantly... On myself about not
0: posting good enough quality stuff. Believe it or not, dude. This is funny. Uh, I mean, not in a comical sense, but I, I go through the same thing, Rick. Like, quite honestly, I have so many people messaging me, calling me, like, "Bro, your videos. Thank you so much for everything you're doing." I'm like, "Fuck, I haven't seen a like or a comment or fucking anything or a share or like, what the fuck? Like, you're listening, you're watching. It's like, so when when that happens as a creator, I go, okay, it's not hitting. Like, it's not making an impact yep. on people, whereas, you know, different types of content, like fitness, um, plastic surgery, I think it, I think it grows a little bit quicker than just some asshole like myself on a mic talking uh, clearly, no. but uh, I don't know. I don't know the deal, but, but what I do know is I'm constantly evaluating myself and be like, all right, dude, where's your fucking level up, bro? <laughs> like you got to level up and you got to level up soon. Yeah. And until I figure it out, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to continue to spin our wheels here. But I can appreciate that. It's hard, dude. I I think there's always Mm. this dichotomy of
1: wanting to produce content and get in front of more people, which means getting more views, which means, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully having some of the virality type videos kind of mixed with, I just want to post what I want to post and not try to have material Mm -hmm. do that. And so I'm constantly trying to tell myself you know post stuff that you enjoy posting and even though some of the things that i post are these eye-catching videos it's because there's a topic there that i want to discuss mm. but the video is capturing people really quickly so i can bring them in and then teach them about what they're seeing so that's why sometimes you see me posting these little crazy videos in the beginning because i'm just trying to draw people in that's my hook now i'm always trying to figure out new hooks and how to do it but there's always the dichotomy and and i think it's impossible to be on social media and not care about views and the follows and the likes, because at the end of the day, I always say this to people, I want to grow my account as big as I can Mm -hmm. so I can spread my message to as many people as I can. That's the only reason I care about having a big platform. Yeah, And it's, it can be a battle in our own brain
0: sometime. You know, it's funny because you have a lot of people out there that say, it's not about the likes. It's not about this. It's not about that. I, I always like to go, then what the fuck are you doing it for? (laughs) <laughs> like if you don't care, if anybody sees your content, then right. why are you doing it? Like you're full of fucking shit. Yep. Be honest, be honest. Don't sit there and say like, no, it's cool. Like it's for me. No, it ain't fucking for you. Yeah.
1: All of us in business care. If you don't care about your views, then, then you're, you're, what's your, what's your purpose? So even if my purpose is to educate, entertain and inspire, which is my goal, mm mm-hmm. I still need to figure out how to craft those videos so they reach people. So -hmm. if I want to teach people about how to not get botched and not choose a bad plastic surgeon, I need to figure out how to get videos that reach more people. So there is this battle between trying to pick videos that you know are going to capture people's attention and get the likes and things like that um, so that you can be in front of more people. But at the end of the day, it's not the end all be all. And I realize there is, Mm -hmm. there is a level there where you have to be very careful because you can mentally. Be very unhealthy if that's all you care about.
0: Oh, dude. I mean, there was a point in time, and I've been very open and public about this. I took about a four-month break, five-month break from even <clears throat> filming a show like because I was getting so frustrated on how slow the show was growing. And I'm yeah. not talking like I'm not an instant gratification type person. I don't need something right now. But I was looking at it, and I'm like, wait a second. like Something's wrong. Something's wrong. I'm not filtering it the right way. I'm getting really frustrated. I was like, I'm backing the fuck off, like because I wanted to be. I wanted more time with my family, and what was happening was I wasn't present when I was with them because I was so worried about why am I not growing so much? Like, yeah. my 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 downloads are down. It's like, when the fuck did I minimize my my self worth to a download?
1: You want to know the times yeah. I grow the most? When I go through my phases of, I don't give a shit how any of these posts do. I'm, I'm posting (laughs) the crap that I like posting. I always post what I like posting, but like when I post them and I go through time periods where I'm like, I I really don't care if it gets any views Mm -hmm. or not. And that's when like, they all start to take off and they all start to grow and they all, you know, you get visibility. But again, at the end of the day, for me, the goal is to have as big of an audience as I can so Mm -hmm. that I can supply them with as much good information as possible that they can then share with their friends
0: dude, I think it's awesome. Like I always tell, I always tell my wife, she goes, you know, like ultimately in medical, if you were to stay in medical, what would you want to do? I'm like, dude, I, I want to be, a, I want to be in plastics. <laughs> like, I mean, that, that is the, that is the most fun I've ever had. It's in, fun. In a, bro, those surgery centers, like, and here's the thing. I don't know what it is. I mean, yeah. Are there some asshole docs? Yes. But I'm going to tell you something, dude, like being in the OR, the main OR, that's where you encounter the, the assholes. Like, it is it is a culture that you do not want to be around That's very long term. I'm sorry. Don't care who hears it. It's the reality of it. It's like yep. you walk into work and you're like, fuck, everybody's pissed already at 7 a.m. You know, it's like, this is horrible. But, not my um, room, baby. No, no. God invited pop- to show up to my room.
1: room. I need to fly my ass out there. We like, had so much fun. Like, obviously, we're professional and it's serious. Mm-hmm, but I mean, sure. people who aren't in healthcare can't understand we have to joke around and laugh and have fun or the seriousness takes over our lives. But when it's go time to work, we're focused, but there's a lot of downtime where we're giggling and laughing and surgery and telling jokes and, you know, some conversation. And it is, it's really fun when I used to go to the surgery center for a lot of our reconstructive work and people would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was fighting to get in your room today. And I'm like, awesome. I can't wait to have you today, Susan. I'm excited. You know, it's really fun when you, yeah. you are thought of as someone who's not only a good surgeon, but someone that I want to be in your room because we we enjoy the time that we have in there versus
0: just the toxic, crazy, mm-hmm. insane surgeons that are out there. They're out there, man. They are out there. And I'll tell you, like, I can appreciate what you're saying because, like, those times where I was in those rooms, you know, at the surgery centers, because I was also at one point, one of my main products was a smoke pen. Mm -hmm. And so the smoke, you know, removing the smoke plume, right? From the surgical side, it was awesome so i was like oh there's my hook i'm gonna to go to plastic surgery cases you know the problem was with the company i was with that wasn't like the i wasn't the, the spear the tip of the spear right it's so like i could go do smoke it was an initiative but it, you know if i was sitting in plastic surgery cases five days a week i probably would have been fired um but no it was just it was a lot of that right the surgeons were serious but in the downtime they were very collaborative. They were fun. Hey, Sean, what do you think about this? Here's the before pick, right? Yeah, and what do you think now? you know, is everything symmetrical? Like, I'm like, well, to me, yes. I mean, I don't know though, but they were they were so inclusive, right? And it was so much damn fun,
1: oh, yeah. people should appreciate this. when i like when I'm in a case doing a breast surgery, whether it's a reconstructive or cosmetic surgery, we always sit them up to look and see mm-hmm. how everything looks together. Yeah. I have the anesthesiologist come look, the nurses come look. I'm asking everybody like, hey, the left looks a, big, a little bit bigger than the right to me or that nipple's a little higher versus lower. Yeah. Like, What do you see? And they tell me and I, I like literally enjoy and appreciate their feedback because sometimes they see something I may not see. Yeah. And it's
0: really collaborative and fun in that way. That's, it's true, man. It's the most fun I've ever had in, a, in an OR. Those surgery centers are a freaking blast, dude. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. They're fun. How, how long does it take you to, to build out one of those videos that you put out?
1: It depends. I'm doing like a reaction type video. I've gotten good enough to put those together and and put those together in five to 10 minutes. Some Dude, of the ones awesome. that are more complex where I'm really getting background pictures behind me and explaining mm-hmm. when I do a lot of the editing, I do I edit and cap cut. Okay, and yeah, I do yeah. A lot of my own editing where I'm having noises come in and words fly in and fly mm-hmm. out. Those can take me 30 minutes or so to put together, Yeah. but I, I've tried and I've gotten good at finding videos that I know will have a good message that i can maybe duet or react to it really quickly do a little quick edits to it and put it up um, but i'm looking to change that i really want to find a group that can help me record mm. more volume so yeah. i don't have to record day to day because sometimes i'll record three or four in a day and have them stacked up but i don't have mm. like 20 ready to go but man yeah. i'm telling you once you really get into video editing and i swear in a second life i should be an editor like i enjoy trying to put the cinematography together but mm-hmm. i just don't have the time to do it the way that i would want to do it
0: yeah i mean i i don't have the time either you know between the the medical job and the in the show and then you know all that kind of you know the content it's just like dude like I, i'm to a point where i i need someone that can come in and we do content one day and we have it out for the month yep right and then they just they cut it up they mess around with it and i post it i'll tell you what's changed the game all the templates you can use
1: now. Have you seen all the different templates? So CapCut, on Cap, right? Yeah, Cap Cut, Video Leap. Um, I don't know, a couple of the other apps. You know how like when you're on TikTok and it says use this template below. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you tap on that, it takes you into CapCut. Now what they have are creators who know how to edit have pages where they post templates for different types of videos. So Hmm. it might be a a 20-second video where you need to put a 0.3-second clip, a 0.4-second clip, a 1-second clip, a 2.2-second clip. You throw them all in there, and it puts it to the music and choreographs it exactly like their post was. And you can literally plug and play your own clips into some sick videos. No shit. Oh, dude, it's a game changer, and people need to hear this. If you go to CapCut and you go to the templates button, you can just type in fitness and you'll get 50 fitness people who've put together different templates from videos they've posted on fitness to the music and all that stuff Or mm-hmm. to answer, like do you remember the one i posted last week with andy purcell in the background and that might be the one you yeah. commented on that was a template i plugged oh, my shit. own videos into that template what the fuck, dude it's insane it makes it it's a game changer i'm telling you so People can be amazing creators now without actually having to go in and do all of the editing themselves. All they really need to do is to find the video that they want, what part of that video fits into the time clips that they want. And you just plug and play, and then you can hit preview, and it'll play it back for you. And let's say one of your clips is a little bit off. You can hit edit and slide the bar forward or backward Mm. to catch a different part of the video and just use that one segment, and you're good to go. And then you just export it and post it.
0: Fuck. Hey, creators, did you hear that? It's amazing. Did you hear that? Like literally giving us information. CapCut on is one of the most legit
1: apps that I've ever used. And it is truly, you can do cine, cinematic style videos mm-hmm. on CapCut. If you know what you're doing. Do you use the desktop version? Like the la or do you use in the phone? I use my phone mostly just because normally my stuff is on my phone and that's where yeah. I edit it and I'd have to export it, do it there, yeah. bring it back to my phone. But, um, I do have the, the, on my computer version of CapCut. I just haven't really used it that much. I'm going to have to dive into it more. Like I'll do like my,
0: my, my podcast videos, like on my clips. Like, so we'll have a clip, right? My guy will do a clip and I'll do the, just the captions. So I might try to do something really fucking cool with ours. Yeah, man, do it. Just go in there and type in the search bar, different things like type in podcasting
1: or podcast, and You'll probably get a bunch of different podcast style videos that people have used in the
0: past and you can just plug and play some of your content. It's awesome. That's cool, man. That's cool. Cause I like to the point, to your point earlier is like sometimes you're not liking what you're doing. I'm like, wait a second, this, this video is boring. Like the content's good, but like something is missing. Yep. Like I want a little bit more of the level up here, but I don't want to, you know, succumb to all the trolls in the, on the request box. Like, man, I can get you a billion views. Oh God. I, I just leave my caption. All of those. It's like I'm like, so, so over that bad. crap. You know, it's so funny because, like, I always go, I always, this is my response to him. Like, wait a second. So, you want me to pay you 90 bucks a video or 14 bucks a video or 25 bucks a video to get the same amount of views? (laughs) What the fuck? Like, no, I'm
1: not going to do that. I will never pay for followers or views. I Mm -hmm. just, I can't, as much as you want a big audience, to me, Mm -hmm. you can tell it's their ways to tell the pages that
0: are doing that. Well, dude, like, early on, I got caught up in that you know yeah. uh, not all mine are like that but like dude early on oh yeah i was like oh this is what we're doing oh every okay this is what, this is what we do yep. this is what we do and i i realized real quickly i'm like what the fuck this is bad yeah this is really bad and then i never did it again um but like the these these video editors they talk about like how their their edits are going to get you more views it's going to be seen more because it's high quality you know like I just hope people that are listening, uh, that are in the social media game, just like you and I are Ricky, that they, they really realize that you're going to be seen based on the merit of your own content yep. and it's you can throw edits out, you can throw all that shit, but like save your money and do it yourself. I'm doing my own editing now because I'm not going to burn all this money if it's not going to be, if there's zero ROI, Yeah. right? Like live and die by my own sword. I think the
1: only place that it has value is if you're trying to produce a lot of high quality content and you find someone that you trust, who's an editor that you can feed them the raw footage mm-hmm. and they understand your style and what you're trying to get after yeah. and you get to review it. There's great value in that. Cause I'll tell you, I will not be able to keep up the pace that I am now forever. I no. get burned out and I mm-hmm. really, really, truly am trying to find someone and I may have already who can help me kind of do the videos that I like to make the way that I like to make them, but they're going to edit
0: it all and They're going to get it all ready. And they'll probably be local too.
1: Oh yeah. They're local. I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, that's what I'm saying. that's the difference, right? Like, yep. absolutely. There's somebody here that my buddy who's a fitness influencer, he does a great job. He uses like, that's going to be the play for me. Yep. We're actually going to do some stuff together. That's cool. And uh, that's going to be really
1: cool. But because uh, you want it to be authentic, like it's you, right? Like the yeah. editing, but it's got to be you and who you mm-hmm. are. So that's really important to me. But man, I want to next level my game. Like I'm trying yeah. to figure out what's my next play, what style. I need to add some different content to what I'm doing. And I just want to keep people engaged and not give them the same old stuff all the time. Well,
0: dude, I, I, I can tell you that your content is educational. It is value It is so much value. And I love it. I, I, I love all of it. So keep doing it, man. Thanks, keep doing bro. it and, and find ways to level up. And, uh, we got to land the plane here. Cause I got to get to a good old baseball meeting, but, That's uh, cool. dude, it's been super cool. Um, hang out a little bit after I, after I stop the recording, but man, I just appreciate your time. And, uh, man, it's, it's been really cool catching up with you and having this conversation and giving the audience a ton of value on multiple subjects. And uh, I, I feel a friendship, man. I feel Absolutely. a friendship being bored. So it's, it's yeah, fucking Yeah, I'm dope. an open book,
1: man. If anyone has any questions, just DM me and Instagram is my main communication modality. I try to get into my DMs there, but um, just just trying to help people
0: not get messed up in my field. <laughs> exactly if if any of you guys uh want to know what he's talking about there's a show called botch and there's some you know some plastic surgeons that just fuck people up <sighs> he's not that guy he's out there to educate people so that doesn't happen to them or their loved ones so with that being said guys thank you for listening share the show with your friends hit subscribe leave a, a five-star review with a written uh review uh comments we want to hear them and uh Let us know if you have any questions about the show. We'd love to respond. Check you guys later.